Some of you right now, you're getting beat up. You're just getting beat up and you're thinking, man, this is like the worst, this is the worst position I have ever been in. No. This is like the best position you've ever been in. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that God is about to show up. And he's going to deliver you just like he delivered Daniel. And he's going to deliver you just like he delivered Jacob. And he's going to deliver you just like he delivered Gideon. And he's going to deliver you just like he delivered Lazarus. He's going to deliver you just like he delivered Peter. You're in a great position right now because the only way you're going to get to this situation is if God shows up. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us for tonight's broadcast. Pastor Dudley is the senior pastor of Shepherd Church, which is one church on three different campuses in the greater Los Angeles area at Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, and Agua Dulce. We'll be joining Pastor Dudley in just a moment. But first, we want you to know this program is called Lift Up Jesus because we exist to lift up Jesus and the life-changing truth of the gospel. And we do this every night, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. here on KKLA. No matter where you're listening from right now, in your car or your home or at work, you're about to hear bold, uncompromising teaching about faith, family, and daily life. We believe there is nothing like immersing yourself in the Bible each and every day to completely transform your life. We thank you again for joining us tonight. We know you're going to be enriched and encouraged by tonight's program. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message from God's Word. There have been some 25 billion, with a B, apps that have been downloaded from the Apple iTunes store. And there's still people today that don't know what an app is, okay? There's 25 billion of them been downloaded. You go to the store and you upload these apps to your phone, applications or programs, and these things are supposed to make your life easier and better. And supposedly, these things are supposed to make our life better. But for some strange reason, all of our knowledge and all of our technological advances, it doesn't appear as though our lives are actually any better or or that we're any happier. There are more people on prescription medication than ever before. There are more people fighting depression than ever before in our country. We turn to some non-Christian friend or we try some drug or alcohol trying to find solutions to our problems. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, instead of downloading one of some 25 billion different apps, why don't you go to God because God has an app to help solve all the issues we face. And so the purpose of this series is several things. Number one, we want to help you discover those apps. We want you to know where they are in your Bible that help solve the major issues of life. Lesson number one, series number one, sermon number one today is that God has an app to turn stress into joy. James tells us that trials are inevitable. Every single person here goes through these moments. James chapter one, verse two, it does not say, consider it pure joy, my brothers, if you face trials. That's not what the Bible says. James says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. There are four kinds or major causes for stress. I want you to write these down. And you see if any of these relate to you. The first one is overbooked schedules. We just have too many things to do. You're so stressed out about so many things 
And really, all those things are just adding stress to our life. The second thing that happens that causes stress is unavoidable loss. Anytime you lose anything of value, did you know that every day, 150,000 people die every single day? And it's not going to be very long before one of those 150,000 deaths is going to touch you, your family, your neighborhood, or your home. The third reason that causes stress is lack of provision. Anytime you find yourself in a situation where financially you're struggling, anytime you lose, go through any type of loss, it leads to stress. And number four are different degrees of oppression and ridicule. Anytime you decide to live for Jesus Christ, you are going to face some type of ridicule, some type of oppression. Perhaps you're here today and you've experienced one of these, two of these, maybe all four. The psalmist wrote these words in Psalm 69. He said, save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I can't find a, a foothold because I'm in deep water. In other words, I'm in deep trouble and the floods overwhelm me. Well, I've got some good news. Everybody say good news. God has an app for that. Number one, if you're taking notes, and I hope you are, joyfully allow the process to run its course. God has a plan. All of us go through times of challenge. Life is full of challenges. And as you go through this process called life, don't fight the process. The point is joyfully allow the process to run its course. That's why James says in verse 2, consider it pure joy. That's not an outward joy that is based on externals. The pure joy is an inner joy. It comes from having inner peace and contentment, knowing that God is at work. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Verse 3, because you know that the testing of your faith, God is trying to develop something in you. Well, what is he trying to develop? It says in verse 3, God is trying to develop perseverance. Now, why would God, why is God wanting to develop perseverance? It seems to me that perseverance, if that's what he wants, there's only one way to learn perseverance, and that's by going through a trial. So the question is, why does God want me to learn perseverance? Well, verse 4, he answers that. Perseverance must finish its work. It must run its course so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If you want to be in a position where you don't lack anything, the only way to do that is you've got to be mature and complete. And the only way you can be mature and complete is if you learn perseverance. And the only way that you can develop perseverance is if you go through difficulties and trials and stressful situations where your faith is tested. It sounds like to me you need to go through some stressful situations in order to develop perseverance so that you can be mature and complete and get to a position where you lack nothing. Now, I will tell you this, not all trouble matures you. Some trouble, instead of making you better, it actually makes you bitter. And that's what you don't want. That's why he said in verse 2, consider it. When you go through these times, have an attitude. Consider it pure joy. In the midst of a trial, there's, you're going to have pain. You're, there's going to be some long nights. Uh, you're going to be lonely. There's going to be some tears. You're going to have some heartache. You're going to have to endure. But deep down, you know that God is developing perseverance. He's growing you, maturing you. He's stretching you. You've got to see this trial as God sees that trial. 
In the first chapter of my book, I tell the story. I was on an, air, an airplane. We took off in Indianapolis, and we were coming back home to L.A. Well, on this particular flight, as the plane was coming, it was severe turbulence. Even I was a little bit scared. And all of a sudden, the pilot comes over the intercom, and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, you might not believe this, but we've tried all the different altitudes. This is the best one. And then he said, I've got some bad news and I've got some good news. He said, the bad news is, but we have a hundred more miles of this turbulence. And then he said, the good news is, we're going so fast, we'll be out of it in about 10 minutes. (laughs) And as soon as we heard the pilot's voice reassuring us that in just a few moments, We would be out of this. Everyone, we had a whole different perspective because now, instead of our perspective, we had the pilot's perspective. Write this down. Man has a limited view of God's plan. God's got a plan. We just have a limited view of that plan. But make no mistake, God's plan is perfect. God's plan is complete. And whenever you find yourself in a difficult situation and you're stressed, and you're worried, and you're frightened, know that God has a plan even though you don't understand that plan, and joyfully allow that process to run its course knowing that God is working in your life. Number two, prayerfully ask God for wisdom and stability. Verse 5, the first line, I just put the first line on there. It's almost like a question. It says, if any of you lack wisdom. And it's as though God is asking us, how many of you would like some wisdom? How many of you have children and you'd like some wisdom on how to raise those children? How many of you would like some wisdom on how to choose a college? How many of you are thinking about switching careers and you just like to have some wisdom? How many of you are going through a difficult challenge? You're struggling. You're just struggling right now. And you you, you can't even make sense of your life. And you just need some wisdom to kind of get through this situation. How many of you would like some wisdom? Raise your hand. All right. Everybody take your Bible. Get this finger going. Point to the Bible. Turn to whoever you're sitting next to and say, God has an app for that. Here's the app, verse 5. If any of you, doesn't matter who you are, if any of you lack wisdom, all you got to do is ask God. You know what that's called? It's called prayer. And the Bible says if you will ask God, now watch this, it's important. God who gives generously to all without finding what? Fault. What does that mean? It means that there are many things that we ask for, from God. He doesn't give it to us because he knows there's a, there's a flaw in it. Uh, you want certain things and God goes, I know you want that. I know you keep asking me and I know, I know you think you want that. And God knows if I gave that to you, you would not be, it, it would not bring what you think it's going to bring. You asked, you asked, you asked. God said, nope, not going to do it. 
if I gave that to you, I know you think you'd be better off, but I'm not going to do it because it's going to hurt you in the long run. So a lot of times God won't give it to us. But wisdom is something entirely different. Wisdom is something that whenever you ask God, the moment you look up and say, God, I need this wisdom. I need some wisdom. God says, whew, I'll give you all. I don't care why you want it. I don't care what your motivation is. God says, I, if you ask, I'm going to give it to you. I want you to write this down. If you lack, ask. If you ask, God will grant. See, God knows if he gives us wisdom that we're going to make the right decision, right? And God wants us to make the right decision. I'm amazed by how many times, how common it is, how embarrassing it is. For someone who comes in, they've got all kinds of problems, and we begin to talk to them, and the first question we ask is this, have you prayed about it? Have I what? <laughs> I said, have you prayed about it? Well, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about this for like a long time now. I didn't ask you, you've been thinking about it. Have you been praying? Well, yeah, I've been praying. How much? Oh, I don't know, a little. From time to time, I pray. No. Have you prayed about this particular issue? You see... Uh, I am convinced most of you, if you were walking down a path and you saw a little genie's lamp sitting right there, well, what is that? It's a genie's lamp. Most of you would pick it up and you'd start to rub it hoping that a genie would come out and grant you three wishes. Most of you would do that. Well, in verse 5, no genie lamp is required. It just says, if you lack wisdom, you ask God, you pray, God will grant you a generous amount of wisdom. All you have to do is ask. There's only one catch. It's in verse 6. He says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind you're like a ping pong ball verse 7 that man the man who doubts he 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 should not think he's going to receive any. i mean you go to god and you ask you don't really believe god's not going to grant that request that man should not think he will receive anything from some of you think well i don't know why my prayers aren't ever answered. maybe because you don't really believe god's going to answer this prayer look at verse 8 the bible says he is a double-minded man unstable in all he does I read through this, to me, God sounds like a frustrated parent. I am a parent. Do you know how many times I have longed for my children just to ask me for some advice? How often I wish they would come and say, Dad, can I ask you a couple questions? I got them in a situation. I, I need you to know. I need you to tell me what you think. I, oh, I would love for that to happen because I have a wealth of information to give them. <laughs> I have experiences. I have learned many things from what's called the school of hard knocks. I've got all kinds of advice and wisdom and counsel. But the problem is they never ask. And so I, as a parent, have to sit back and watch them make all these foolish decisions, knowing, knowing that they're getting themselves in trouble. And they do get themselves in trouble. Now, when they get themselves in trouble, is it my fault or their fault? Whose fault is it? Their fault. (laughs) 
Likewise. Everybody say likewise. likewise. Say it again. Likewise. Watch this. God has a storehouse of wisdom. He is waiting to give it to us because he wants us to make right decisions because he's our heavenly father and he looks at us and we're down here on earth and we're running around trying to solve this problem, trying to solve this problem, trying to solve this problem. And God's up there thinking, I win. God says, I wish just once they would stop what they're doing and get down on their knees and ask me what they should do. And I would gladly give them wisdom if only they would ask. Are you struggling with contentment? God has an app for that. Are you struggling with pornography? God has an app for that. Are you struggling with your finances? God has an app for that. Are you struggling in your marriage? Are you having marriage problems? God has an app for that. Are you in a situation where you need wisdom and counsel and advice from God? Guess what? God has an app for that. You simply need to read God's Word and discover what that app is. Amen. So number one, joyfully allow the process to run its course. Number two, prayerfully ask God for wisdom and stability. And number three, faithfully persevere while focusing on the ultimate prize. You see, we get in these problems, we start looking at all the problems, the issues, the stress, and we take our eyes off what is the ultimate prize. The ultimate prize is that one day that we're going to be with God forever and ever and ever because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. We're just like Peter. We're like Peter. We're in the boat. As long as we're looking at Jesus, we're fine. But as soon as we take our eyes off Jesus and we look down at the storm and the trials and the rain and the waves, we too will begin uh, to sink. I want to show you verse 9, and many of you have read this verse, and you never really understood what it meant, so I want to explain it to you. Verse 9, it says that the brother, everybody say the brother, the brother, say the brother, the brother, in humble circumstances. Who is the brother in humble circumstance? What is that? Is that the guy that's real meek? No. This is the guy that's struggling right now. The brother in humble circumstances is the guy who's lost his job. He's the guy that just went through the divorce. He's the guy that's hurting. He's the guy that's stressed out. He's the one that just lost a loved one. He's the person, the woman that just lost her job or the schedule's killing you or your children are going astray or you just feel like you've lost it all and there's nothing you can do. The Bible says that that brother, that sister in humble circumstances, you, you, you don't understand. You need to take pride. You need to take honor. You need to be thankful that you're actually, you're actually in a very high position right now. I know that doesn't make sense, but I want you to write this down. Circumstances have placed you. If you're, if you're in humble circumstances, those humble circumstances have actually placed you in what we call position alpha. You're in the garden spot. You're in the perfect place. I think of those two guys fighting, and the one guy was just getting beat. He'd go out, and he'd just get beat up half to death. He'd come back, he'd sit down, blood coming out of his face, eyes swollen. His trainer would come around, rub his shoulder, give him some water, wipe his face down, and go, hey, you're doing a great job. He didn't want to discourage the guy. He said, that guy, that guy hadn't even touched you yet. You're going to get him here. You're going to hit him. And right then, he goes, what? 
because he hadn't touched you. All of a sudden, the bell rings. He's got to go back out. He gets beat up half to death. He comes back, sits back down again. Trainer says, hey, you're doing great. You're doing great. Guy isn't laying a glove on you. What? Bell rings. He goes back out. He gets, by about five, six rounds, he's there. He, can, he staggers back. He sits down. The guy says, man, you're doing great. He hadn't touched you yet. And he turns back to his trainer and he goes, well, can you, can you keep your eye on the referee? Because someone's beating the tar out of me out there. <laughs> Some of you right now, you're getting beat up. You're just getting beat up and you're thinking, man, this is like the worst. This is the worst position I have ever been in. No. This is like the best position you've ever been in. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that God is about to show up. And he's going to deliver you just like he delivered Daniel. And he's going to deliver you just like he delivered Jacob. And he's going to deliver you just like he delivered Gideon. And he's going to deliver you just like he delivered Lazarus. He's going to deliver you just like he delivered Peter. You're in a great position right now because the only way you're going to get to this situation is if God shows up. You know who has it bad? Verse 10. But the one who is rich, he's the guy that's really in a bad position. Oh, no, I want to be rich. If I was rich, all my problems would be over. No, they wouldn't. The guy who's rich should take pride in his low position. Verse 10 says, because he, who's he? The guy that's all he lives for is that almighty dollar. He will pass away like a wild flower. Verse 11 says, for the sun rises and with its scorching heat, it withers the plant, its blossoms fall, and its beauty is destroyed. And in the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. And if you don't believe that, you just ask Steve Jobs if that isn't true. Verse 12, as we close, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. He's talking to those of you right now that are going through a difficult time in your life, he said, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So write this down, write this down. Your humble circumstances, that place you in what's called position alpha. And if you can somehow let her be there, persevere. Persevere through, the, th- through this very humbling circumstance. It is placing you into position where you will one day receive the crown of life. God is using this trial to develop perseverance in your life. He wants to develop that perseverance so that you might be mature, that you might be complete, that you would be in a situation where you would not lack anything. But ultimately, he's trying to prepare you for that one day you receiving the greatest prize that has ever been given, and that is the crown of life. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. As you can tell from his message tonight, Pastor Dudley has a driving passion to talk about Jesus everywhere he goes and with everyone he meets. So often, a person has never heard the life-changing message of the gospel, or perhaps they, at one time, experienced the transformation that is only possible through Jesus Christ, but now they're discouraged or in need of hope. If that is you, we invite you to reach out to us right now and let us pray with you. 
Our toll-free number is easy to remember. It's 888-818-4777. We have prayer counselors standing by and ready to take your call. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal anchor journal today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again tomorrow night at the same time here on KKLA as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.